The Novice and Frank present a comic book podcast. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Novice and Frank podcast. It's a special day because somebody sounds a little different. Oh, is it because I'm not talking that I sound different? No, it's uh, you're you have the married filter. I have the, oh no, what does that mean? That's I don't know. Now you sound completely different. I hardly recognize you. Oh my gosh. Well, um, you know, it's probably because I'm demure, and because because of all of all of that child rearing and baking that I've been doing for the last you know like four days since I've been married. <laughs> I think it's I think that's probably it. It's just all of the. That's right. You went out and started rearing so children. So much crock potting, <laughs> just all the casseroles. Look at that. Yeah, right. Uh, my husband would argue as I came in, and he's like, hey, what do you want to do for dinner? And I was like, I don't know. I'm recording a podcast. I'll probably just microwave some hot dogs. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go do laundry at the laundromat, and I guess maybe I'll get Mexican food. And I'm like, cool. Look at that. So we're very traditional. <laughs> he had dinner ready for him when he comes home. Who says the magic disappears when <laughs> Effie gets married? <laughs> That's right. You know? Nah, he's been living with this magic for a year. He knew what he was getting. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm um, super hitched, man. Not just hitched, but super hitched. I'm super hitched. That's right. Her ring has a little cape on it. A tiny little cape. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> That'd be awesome. It get caught while I was doing stuff, though. Well, it's like more oof. than it already does. True. And you have to be like one of those superheroes. Yeah, all of a sudden have a bunch of ring capes. You have to have an endless supply of ring capes. <laughs> I know. Oh. Yeah. And, you know, the rule, like some, you know, no capes. No capes. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you have to get caught in all the turbine engines and stuff. Do you think that there's somebody out there that decided like their niche was going to be just ring capes? That was I it. It should. Now. Um, this is my this is my fortune. We're right there, going to be rich. That's right. Shit. Ring capes. That's, uh, that's so us. So rich. Yes. Uh, oh. See you, suckers. <laughs> By the way, um, this is the Novice and Frank uh, comic book podcast. Um, just, just so you know, thank yeah. you for being here with us. Uh, I'm Amanda. I'm, I'm just got married. That's Frank. He's, I did not get married. Not I get watched married. the marriage happen. He was there. He saw it happen in real time. That's true. And uh, he's gonna crit- critique it tonight, um, live on the podcast. It's not gonna be a critique. Just rip it apart. <laughs> yes, there you, I'm gonna make you uh, explain your choices. Explain yourself. Explain your choices. Exactly. <laughs> You've heard him be harsh on some uh, on some artists and writers. Now he's gonna rip my <laughs> he's gonna rip my whole <laughs> wedded bliss to pieces. Yes. Um, and we're very excited about that. And we also are talking about a lot of amazing wedding themed. Um, issues That's of right. some of your very favorite series. There's some days where, you know, just like, hey, what do we talk about on this podcast? Certainly, view our listener recommendations are fantastic. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, these, when we decide to do something ourselves, a very easy idea presents itself. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I got these comics in a very sweet way. And we'll go over that. But we should sing <laughs> yes. first. Our, That's true. Our traditional uh, yes. improvised theme song. Do you agree? I agree wholeheartedly. All right. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. Here comes some talking about comics. Books. <laughs> you didn't know. You needed it so. Now we are here, so it's time for all to cheer. Hooray! Hooray! Just married. 
Reading comics. Not tonight, because we're the novice and Frank. Beautifully done. What's really funny is I was about to go, I was about to do the Here Comes the Bride song when you opened your mouth and did it. Oh, look at this. Boom. Uh, also, I my weak my weakness is musical improv because I will start. <laughs> you could have fooled me. Oh please! Every it's easy. episode. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But like, I had a tough time. Like, I will start a sentence like, you know what? I don't have a word that rhymes at this. I've gone too far, and I have no way to rhyme this at the end. And so then it just like much like my first uh, sentence, like, nope, it just ended in a weird <laughs> place. <laughs> oh, did you watch Parks and Rec? I did. Okay, so John Ralphio, played by the amazing and comparable Mr. Ben Schwartz. Uh, his character, he has a whole episode that's his whole bit, is he's just like, he keeps rhyming. He's like rapping, and then he goes one too far. <laughs> he's like, um, it would be like, gonna talk about, com- you know, gonna talk about comic books, so come over here and take a look, see? And they're like, you went, went and he's like one too far yes. every time. <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, I felt it. I felt so, it. I felt You're like one. that. You just yep. go, don't go one far enough. That's no, all. That's, I did, yeah, I could have gone just, if I would have gone a little bit further, maybe I could have saved it and I didn't. Well, one day we'll get you to your rap dreams. <sighs> all right. That's it. And then <laughs> when I'm touring the country. Blow this popsicle that's stand. Right. Get no, out of here. I'm looking for, if, if the way I keep, I am easy to drop off. Like I'm going to do ring capes. I'm going to have a rap <laughs> career. Looking for any opportunities like, out. <laughs> Get it. I'm oh gone. Oh my God. We put half that amount of energy into this marketing this podcast. That's we'd, both be, we'd both be touring now. <laughs> oh, yes. Mm. The dream. The dream. Now, of course, we're recording this in the the now the the marriage palace. Oh my god! <laughs> of Amanda's. Oh, thank you. I yes. like to think of it as uh, your and my fortress of solitude. This room. Oh, look mm. at that! We should call it the fortress of cave. How about the cave of solitude? Ah, oh, I like that. The cave of solitude. That's pretty cool, right? Look at Except that. the cave of solitude together. Well, because <laughs> we're not alone. Well, it's true. The, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's a funny there. Cave of Solitude. All right. Together. In the valley. That's right. Look at that. Nice. Welcome to the cave. So, of course, as Amanda said, uh, oh, oh, like you know, half a week ago, mm-hmm. uh, as we record this, uh, Amanda walked down the aisle and got herself married to a great guy. Thank you. He's pretty great. Yeah. Well, I said, great. He's pretty great. That's right. <laughs> pretty great. He's pretty I, I, yeah, great. I, I wasn't like doing him. anything, so I guess I'll get married. I guess I'll just get married. Uh, yeah, and if you guys listen to, I'll see, at this point it'll probably be two or three episodes before this where we give all of our excuses as to why we haven't been present in your lives for a while and we've missed you. But that's one of the reasons it's been just a lot, a lot of planning goes into a wedding. Believe it or not, <laughs> they don't tell you that. <laughs> yes, they do. Everybody tells you. You just don't believe it. Um, and uh, But I think it, it came out really fun i had a good time it seemed like everybody had a good time i think everybody had a great time it was a it was a very cool venue over at the natural history museum Mm -hmm. over in uh, sunny los angeles california Uh over by the usc campus Uh very cool i had never i've never had a wedding at a museum before i thought that was a really cool venue thank you it was fun it was good you know we had looked at a bunch of different venues and um, then we went and looked there and we're like, well, this would be cool. And we found out how much it was. And I was like, God, this isn't even as much as like the one we just looked at. And, um, the, the venue now, like it's not for the faint of heart. You have to bring everything in because it's not a traditional wedding venue. So like don't have a kitchen. So we had to like bring a kitchen in and build it outside. And, you know, um, just a lot of, you can't put any, like fix anything to the walls. So everything has to be like freestanding and 
not for the faint of heart if you are not like I am and like a crazy micromanagerial planning type person. Um, but yeah, it was, um, it was fun. And so we looked around and it was like, well, I guess if, you know, if we're planning on just getting married once, like why not have dinosaurs there? Like that's kind of the, yeah. you know, like let's get married with dinosaurs. So when you go to book a place like the Natural History Museum, do, do they give you various ideas of like you could, uh, you could be, use this wing, you can use this wing, you could keep the gem room open if you want to go and hang out and explore it. And you get to pick and choose, or this what they, you have is the only thing they offer. You can basically do kind of like an a la carte thing for different spaces, and knowing they have like packages. So for us, one of the you know you it's kind of like you can either do this side of the museum, which was like over on the other side, or the side that we were on. We kind of looked around, and it was like we could just do the whole thing. But one thing I've learned so. Uh, anybody that doesn't know me personally, I was a, a, a wedding photographer for years and then, and I was, a, I've been a maid of honor. I've been obviously a wedding guest and I was an officiant within the last couple of years too. So I've kind of now sort of seen the whole thing from different places and now being a, a bride also. Um, and one thing I've learned with weddings is people are sheep. They will not never assume they know where to go or when they when to go there like you'd think it's like oh well they'll see the buffet so they'll just go start helping themselves no they won't because technically it's rude to like start serving yourself until you're told to you know um and similarly if you're like oh well people will figure out that they're just supposed to walk across the hall no they won't I promise you they won't so you have to have signage you need to have like somebody announcing it and so we chose to keep everything in that same area because it's like we don't want people having to like walk and if they separate you won't get them back together. True. You need like a sheepdog. So we want people to dance. We like, you know, we had our favorite. We love the wedding band, which are the Flux Capacitors. They perform um, all over the place, but it's a Back to the Future themed uh, wedding band. Well, they're not a wedding band, really. They're Back to the Future themed band who just they happen to be really amazing musicians and they're great. And if you guys, if there's a, a documentary um, on Netflix, that's I think it's called Back in Time. Is it all about them or just they were one it's facet about, of this? They're, it's about uh, Back to the Future, but oh, they wow. appear in the documentaries. They were on CNN, like they're a, a whole thing. So, is that um, when they're doing the big, what, 20, 30th anniversary or uh-huh. whatever? Yeah. When they're supposed to arrive in the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That was a, a dark so. day for Amanda and I. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they did like that big event, you know, all the big events last year and they have been the band for, um, for Stanley's Comic-Con as well. And they just played his birthday party. So how nice <coughs> of you playing the, Pardon for Stan me. the man. Playing for Stan the man. Yeah. I, uh, how long do you think Stan the man even sat there and watched? And I don't listened? know. Well, but it was he, very brief. He had just, I mean, he had just lost his wife like the week before. So we weren't even sure that, that he was going to have, and he still had it, you know, but, um, I don't know how how in a, what a party mood he was feeling, but yeah, like going to sorrows and ladies. I know, man. So um, we wanted people to dance, so we didn't want people to be too split up. But I still wanted. I actually asked about the gem room. It's one of my favorite uh, favorite places in the museum because I'm kind of nerdy about like gems and minerals and stuff. Um, and it's <laughs> such, it's so pretty and quiet and nice. And I knew the band was going to be really loud. So I thought it might be kind of a nice place for people to go and kind of have a quiet space if they needed it. No, it was nice. Thank it you. was cool to walk around there. I walked around there with Scott and Tori and Erica and Yeah. You know, Tori complained that there weren't any sapphires in there. She was very disappointed. There were no sapphires in the gem room? Yeah. I almost don't believe her. Sapphires it underrepresented in that in mm. that gem room. Well, 
All right, so we got complaint number one. All right, so there it is. That's right. right. Yep. I'm not going to say it doesn't hurt, (laughs) but uh, I'm sorry I didn't arrange for there to be more sapphires in the gem room, Tori. This wedding was a disaster. (laughs) There were no sapphires. (laughs) Forget it. So, yeah. But our drinks, we had the Dino Sour. There you go. Which was pretty delicious. As a person who doesn't really usually imbibe in the alcoholic beverages, I cannot speak to that, but it seems like uh, many people were drinking. Do you not drink? I don't. Really? No. How am I just now learning this about you? Really? You didn't know that? I didn't know that about you. Hmm. Why not? Yeah. You know, I've drank a couple times and it just never went well. So I was like, you know, maybe I just don't drink and then it's all good. All right. Yeah. I respect that. So, you know, it's pretty lame. You should really make a thing of it and like celebrate your sobriety every year. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Another year, guys. I didn't drink again. Look at me. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, I should really start going to AA meetings. That'd be really... You know. No, I don't know about that. You should oh, no. just make just, sure that everybody knows that you're sober. Just, yeah. just Don't so drink, you have, guys. Just so something to celebrate every year. I don't drink. So people, will, if you do that, people will always buy you ginger ales. I don't, I don't want to drink. I, I can think of the last time I had a ginger ale. I wonder if I'd like it. Who are you even tonight? Because, I <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I just... What's I mean, your, I guess I like ginger ale. Yeah, it's what's your, Okay, what's your favorite drink? If I were like, hey, I'm going to buy you a drink or a non-alcoholic beverage, what would you ask for? I'd probably just say I'm fine with water. But if it's like, water's not an option. You have to get something and it's not water. I, You'd want a shake. I, I'd go with the milkshake, which is great. Uh-huh. Or uh, like an orange cream soda. I love, Oof. well, I love orange soda and I love cream soda. Orange and cream's I like. It sounds like I'd like them together too. Because creamsicles? Or, oh. That's your jam? Love it. So yeah, I would do that. Mm. Or like a root beer. I'm a good one. I, I like um, a root beer and cream soda are my two favorite sodas. But I'm like, also from Texas, so Dr. Pepper is my jam. You know, I enjoy myself a great Dr. Pepper, too. Like a nice ice cold Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. Oh, that stuff's mm-hmm. good. We've really gotten off track. Yeah. Forget we your Mr. Pibbs. We started talking about, oh, get out of here, Mr. Pibbs. Didn't even get his Ooh. MD. Yeah. no, Couldn't even he, commit. <laughs> that's why it doesn't taste as good. <laughs> no, I mean, this guy, yeah, Dr. Pepper, he has a medical degree. <laughs> he knows what right. he's talking he about. He knows. The guy knows. <laughs> so um, Amanda's wedding, uh, uh-huh. of course, you know, I feel like the biggest thing is like, uh, for me, like, how long is the ceremony going to be? Is it going to be a dud? Is there going to be, like, a lot of people getting up talking and doing these, like... Well, at least for me, personally, I'm not a huge, hugely religious person. Mm-hmm. Not a big churchgoer, nothing like that. So, usually at weddings, you know, it's just like... You know, I will go... If I'm in there in a service and it's much more of a religious service, mm-hmm. where you have people doing reading some scripture, it's just like... My mind will just start wandering, and I'll just start like thinking about like, oh, I'll look around the church for a little while. <laughs> you I really like just... take a Bible and hide it in the hymnal or something. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> take, but, or take a comic book and hide it in the hymnal. I sh- oh, I should. <laughs> but what I liked about yours, as I said uh, in, the, in the in the post that I wrote, it's like mm-hmm. it felt like it was, it was, it was fun. And it was thoughtful, and it was just like it felt like we were watching the two of you. Oh, that's really life. sweet. It was because it was like I feel like you know, if you're reading scripture or stuff like that, and I mean, I guess. I feel like you're. It's just following the very much of a ceremony of it, and I feel like then that's so cookie cutter. You could just put anybody in this ceremony, and that's it. But yeah. no, you couldn't take anybody else and put them in that same thing. It wouldn't. It wouldn't mean the same. I yeah. Mean, you, you and Mike did was just. It was you guys. Well, thank you very much. That's really sweet. And you know, we've. I've heard that from a couple of people. Like, oh God, we just felt like that was so you, which is a really nice compliment to get because it wasn't. I didn't know. I mean, we both knew the readings that we were doing. But we didn't know what the, or like vow, you know, the, the thing we said to each other, we, neither of us knew, like I just had to kind of hope that it somehow fit and kind of complimented what he said, you know, um, and that it wasn't like too jokey or not jokey enough or anything like that. So it was a nice um, balance. It was, it was, it was sweet, but also jokey, which was great. Thank you. I guess 
that we should stay married. <laughs> okay, I didn't realize you, that that was the fate of this. Think, yeah, I, no, I've given my official stamp so this a, could happen. He's got a lot riding. We both have a lot riding on this conversation. So That's true. Uh, Mike is like, do, do I leave? No, he's he's got his, his ear pressed up to the door right now. Like, <laughs> oh, no. I, I packed a bag just in case. I, I need to leave. Oh, you let man, me know. That's so sad. As we open the door and you just kind of shake your head like, Sorry, man. We tried. He was not satisfied. <laughs> oh. He's so, like, I knew this friendship was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> of course, many people could have uh, somebody from a, like a church, like mm-hmm. a, a priest or somebody do that. Or somebody could, you could have somebody, a friend uh-huh. officiate. What made you decide you wanted to have a friend officiate? Um, it kind of was just a natural fit. And, you know, Mike and I were both raised in churches in different denominations, but in churches. And it was one of those situations where I just... I don't ever, you know, to each their own. Um, the idea we don't we do not attend church regularly. We don't even attend like the same church actually right now, and the idea of a stranger marrying us was super weird, whether they were a part of the church or not. Like it, it just seems bizarre. And I've been to weddings where for me it's so awkward because it's clear that they don't know the co- they're doing what they can, you know, they're doing their best. But like they don't know the couple, you know, and and it's and to me it, it always bums me out and it makes me real cynical really quickly. I'm just like, what do you even, you know, what I what's the conviction? There's no conviction here because you're just spouting off Bible verses that, yeah, you know, like if the person is is practices that faith, then like great. But I don't know. Um, our officiant was Matt Craig, who is a lovely person. He's the best and. Now, in my, Matt for me has been a coach, he's been a director, he's been a friend, he was a neighbor, um, he was my boss, you know, for a while at, at Warner Brothers, he's been a mentor professionally, um, he and his wife, um, you know, Rebecca are just lovely, talented, amazing people with great kids, and it was just one of those things that it kind of felt like a natural fit, and Matt has done like a, like 20 weddings. He's done, like the man could be, a like wow. he could make a living, I think, as an officiant. So um, I held off because I knew the second that we got engaged, I was already like, oh, we should ask, ask Matt. And I was like, no, I don't want to make him feel like he has to. So we waited for a while and kind of discussed other options, and then I finally was like, all right, well, let's just ask him, you know. And he was like, of course, of course. Like, yeah, absolutely. And I was like, I'm sorry to make you do another wedding. Um, but yeah, he um, yeah, he was, he was great. So for me, there wasn't really a question. It was more just like which – we had a couple of friends. And since you and I are fortunate enough to have like great – friends who are like professional orators, right? Like who are great in front of people and comfortable with that and also – know us you know we had some good options of people to ask and he was just kind of our first choice and we're just fortunate that he said yes and, and was available so you uh i can understand i mean certainly uh matt is very funny and entertaining he's an improviser and everything that amanda said but uh so naturally comfortable in front of in front of people but you can definitely see like after having like 20 or so weddings under his belt very polished mm-hmm. he's yes. a pro he he's was. a pro he nailed it and i've seen other I've been to other weddings now where like I've seen improvisers and I've been I've been an efficient like you know just because you're a good improviser does not mean you're a good efficient to be honest with you like because you're like I can wing it and it's like you can't really because there are some things that need to be said and a lot of couples 
don't they're they don't have a clear vision of like what they once said and i we didn't like we we put it off for a while before we kind of gave matt like here's more or less what we'd like to say like you to say here's kind of the order in which we'd sort of like things to be done um but it was him being like here's a couple of examples and like let me know what you want and unless you're a professional officiant you don't do that necessarily you don't think to so the wedding i officiated like they put off i mean i had to build everything for them because they didn't really have any like strong opinions which was you know fine weren't even sure if they loved each other yeah no yeah, i don't even know they if do. i'm gonna they're say yes together. if he asks me <laughs> they're, <laughs> st- they're still together so here's hoping <laughs> <laughs> one for one um but yeah um you know just because you're good in front of people doesn't mean you're a good efficient like you have to have there's a skill set for both and just because you're a unefficient doesn't mean you're good in front of people either do you know what i mean so it's kind of this, uh, you do have to prepare and you do have to, you know, have a, an idea of what you're going to say yeah. and when you're going to say it and you can't just read from a script, you know? Well, but, as somebody who's both officiated and been officiated at, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> is there to be, a, for a wedding, it, does it need to last a certain amount of time? Nope. So if you just say hypothetically, you walked up there, you met Mike, uh, Matt says, do you? Yep. Do you? Yep. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, man and wife. See ya. Could have been that. Could, could you? It could. It could be succinct. The only thing that you really need legally is a verbal, like a verbal confirmation from both parties, and that you need to state what you're like, who gave you the power to marry. So you know, by the power vested in me by the state of California, blah 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 blah, um, and then pronounce, and they can be done. So technically, yeah, technically, wow. if people just walked up and you were like, you know. Full name you, full name you, do you both, verbal confirmations, great, boom, bye. Yeah, it, it can be really quick. Like wow. it, that's There's only a couple of like things that legally need to happen. You Interesting. Know? The biggest thing is like signing the paper and stuff. Because I, I guess when you think about it, then I suppose that then the ceremony itself, not so much for two of the two people getting married, but more for everybody else. Because I mean, you the two people getting married, they know how they feel about each other, right? Do they? You need, hope so. Feel, Some of these comic books would lead me to believe that they don't. So <laughs> yes. we've got plenty to talk about there. I, I mean, yeah, I think that um, it's it is. I mean, it is for everybody because you know. But I think that you know, ours wasn't very. I, ours we no, wanted to keep. We was... wanted to keep ours at like twenty minutes, and but yeah, as far as the and granted that that thing that I just said, that's legal. That's the legal marriage. Now, if you're getting married in the Catholic Church. There are things that need to happen. You know what I mean? There's a ritual. You know, you both have to take counseling beforehand. You have to, that's, that's to get married in the Catholic church. Not only do you both have to be Catholic and Mike was raised Catholic, you know, and that was something I told him. I was like, God, I didn't even thought about like, and even like if we have kids and we wanted to like baptize them in the Catholic church, which I don't have an interest in doing. Um, I can baptize them for you. It's great, fine. perfect. Just we'll go out to the pool. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Psst, psst. Um, there you go. You're and there's nothing wrong with that either. Like if that's your if that's your practice. My mom was raised Catholic too, you know. But if we wanted, I learned that like if we had kids and we wanted to raise them in the Catholic Church, we would then have because I'm not a member of the Catholic Church. We would then have to retroactively go back and take our like counseling sessions as husband and wife, like to do that. And then I, for me to then have to convert to Catholicism and then we could baptize our baby. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like a whole thing. So the, I'm saying that the ritual is very important. There were some rituals in the wedding that like we wanted to keep. 
Um, cause in general, not very, not super traditional, but you know, we still had like the processional of people coming down. You know, I walked with my dad, which is something that we discussed. He did not give, say the line that I had asked him to say when asked who presents this woman. I had asked him to say, or gives this woman, I had asked him to say she gives herself with her family's support or her family's love. He chose to say, um, her brothers, her mother, and I do, which is fine. It's not as progressive as I'd requested, but like, it's what, you know what I mean? It was fine. Um, And here's the dowry. And here's the dowry. (laughs) 60 goats. Um, But you know what I mean? So for us, but still having that walk down with him, because my parents, you know, are uh, a little, are like a little more on the conservative side. And, um, and so are his parents. So having that, you know, walk down, but like we, you know, we, my brother played acoustic guitar, you know, we didn't have like a or like a what do you call it? like a quartet or anything yeah. like that um and we didn't have the bridal waltz I which he, i love that he played john mayer as we came down <sighs> that was so nice oh thank you yes i anything that kind of just kind of tweaks the conventions of it i like like yep that was great it just didn't make any i i just and again you know it's every one thing i've learned is that every bride um they, most people just want to feel like their their decisions are justified like they want, you know, I've had, I had several people be like, oh, you're going to the history museum. That's so cool. You know, we looked at that place, but it just like, wasn't for us. And I've had several, I had like several people do that and it's like, all right, well, that's cool. You know, and, and you have to kind of just be like, great. It's, it's for, it was for us. Like we had a great time, but also you don't want to be like, oh, well, you know, we didn't want to have like, a, it's, it's just, it's, you got to just do what you want to do and still, you know, we wanted, I wanted enough tradition that it still, you know, made my family happy. And we were both really, really lucky because both being from kind of conservative households, never once did anybody say, I think I mentioned this in like the speech, the thank you thing that we gave at the end. Never once was anyone like, you're not getting married in a church. You're not getting married by a priest or a pastor. Do you know what I mean? Nobody once. And my dad actually made a point several times of being like, I think that's so cool that you guys did what you wanted to do and it was so different and so unique and that made me really happy you know i find it frustrating for and certainly not me but i say i'm not getting married but uh for friends of mine that are getting married and it's always like well we got to satisfy our parents yeah satisfy this and i always feel like they're losing a bit of the fun and joy for themselves mm-hmm. kind of sort of capitulating to all other parties involved yeah and i think that I keep hearing there. You see, you hear both sides, right? People say, "Well, it's not really for you; it's for other people," and other people say, "Well, no, it's your wedding. Do what you want." And I think it's a little bit of both, right? I think it's a little bit of both because, you know, I have an adventurous palate when it comes to food. I'll eat pretty much anything. It's some of the stuff at our tasting. I was like, "Oh, that is awesome!" But like, not everyone at the wedding. Like, how many people are going to eat razor clams at my wedding? Like, no, you know what I mean. So few people. So it's like, all right, I can probably find something equally delicious that people will actually eat that they're going to want, you know, to try. And so I think it's a, I think it's a little bit of both. Like we got we really got what we wanted. We wanted kind of a, a weird, unique venue. I, for me, it was kind of um, one of the hardest things for me it was walking the line between super fun and kind of offbeat and um, nerdy and still keeping it formal. You know, because I feel like uh, for me, that was important. So it's like we had 
you know, we did have like inflatable dinosaurs and we did have like, you know, all of these different things. Um, but, uh, but we also have like a plated meal, you know, and we are, we had a, we had a choreographed dance number. We took dance lessons, but it was to an eighties medley. Do you know what I mean? So let's just jump right into that. Okay. (laughs) Because there's two more topics I want to cover. Okay. All right. Everybody, all the skippers, you guys, if you're still still with us, skip to probably about 35 minutes in and we'll we'll be there. (laughs) First one is the, the wedding dance. Yeah. What made you said like, all right, you know, we don't want to like, we got to find our song. We do dance. Like, no, if we're going to do this, let's do something fun and come up with our own choreography or also just lift the choreography from a dirty dancing. So, okay. So our, our wedding dance was, um, it was cut together of three different songs. And the first was, um, uh, Stevie wonders. I just called to say, I love you. And the second was, um, wake me up before you go, go by wham. And the third was the end of the, the time of our li- time of your life, the dirty dancing song. Right. So basically, um, I well so very selfishly I wanted to take dance lessons with Mike. I thought that would be fun. He's not comfortable dancing. Like he has never been. We he'll dance with me, you know. But he usually it's me teach like showing him and teaching him. And I was like, and I kind of thought it'd be fun because I was like, if you were to tell his family and friends like, oh yeah, he's gonna be like dance, they would be like, no way. You know what I mean? And so I was like, well, let's go try to take a couple dance lessons. If we hate it, if you hate it, we won't do it. You know, we'll just wing it. And um, so we liked that idea. I learned he'd never seen Dirty Dancing. And I was like, what? I've never seen it either. Really? What? Yep. All right. Well, you're going to have to watch that. Erica loves it. It's her favorite movie. You should watch. You should get it. And I've been just like. I know, but but you should get it and watch it with her, and she'd probably really appreciate that. Well, I did buy it for her on iTunes to watch whenever she likes. So okay, that's I mean, I'll be watching it, but she can watch it. Almost the same. It's <laughs> like a, a nice gesture in the right direction. But like, so we watched it, and we were joke, you know, joke. And I was like, "Do you think you would you would you want to do that?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm game. Like whatever." So basically. I was like, all right, well, let's do like a couple of different fun things. So we went and took dance lessons down the street. We had a lovely dance teacher who helped, who did the choreography for us and like helped us learn it. Um, I got to mention that instructor, super jazz, when you're like, we, you know, we have this idea we want to do. It was actually, it was really so, um, yeah, it was perfect because she was like, oh, fun. That's really fun. Like she seemed excited, but you never really, you never really know. And every time we went in almost, um, there was another couple, not the same couple, different couples on multiple occasions who were all learning to dance the same Ed Sheeran song for their first <laughs> dance. And I was like, so wait, nobody else is doing this. And I know people have done the Dirty Dancing song for their finals, but like ours was a medley and that way we didn't have to do the whole thing, which is good. Um, so that I just called to say I love you. It was kind of just like a nice start because we want to do three different types of dances. And I, what I told him is like for me, there was a really fun element because it's kind of like a medium paced dance and it's still sweet and i i liked the idea of people thinking like oh this is just their song and then it changing to that wham song in the middle is kind of like a surprise and so hopefully people were surprised by that um which was cool and so it was cool because we got to do you know we got to do swing and we got to do some 
you know, um, just different types of dancing, which was really fun. That was cool. I, I, I think everybody seemed to really enjoy it because it was just was unexpected. Nobody okay. was like, oh, all right, here we go. Here's your traditional wedding song mm-hmm. and your dance. And then it just goes and takes a nice, fun, entertaining turn. Thank you. He spun me a lot. And then I he set me down and I was like, whoa. And he's like, I thought you were going to fall over when I put you down. I'm sorry. I spun you too much. And I'm like, that was ours. Totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. Now, my last thing I want to talk about, the food. The of food. Course. Yeah, Frank Eats Food. Frank Eats Wedding Food. Frank's, that's right. Frank's, this is Frank's. the part I've been the most nervous about. So, uh, just a quick question. What I loved is you go down there and uh, one, the little uh, the agates, is that what they're called? Uh-huh. Yes. Your name on there, very cool little Thank touch you. there on so the plate. The escort card. Yes. And then you've got the, uh, uh, you've got the menu set uh-huh. up right there like that. Uh, the menu, very cool. Kind of broke everything down. I was, I, the, the flourishes that they used describing these dishes mm-hmm. uh, entertained me. Okay. Because the one that I found like was the uh, the the beet tartare. Uh huh. It's like, well, our beets are just raw anyway. Not always. Are Sometimes they? Sometimes they're roasted. Are they? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You can do roast beets. Like, uh, you can do shaved beets. Oh, interesting. So when it was beet beet tartare, I was like, well, it's just a vegetable. They should be raw, right? But I was like, <laughs> I found that very interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then my favorite, though, hands down, was the dessert. And the only thing that frustrated me about the whole entire evening was that it took so long for me to get that dessert. Which one, the s'more? Yes. Yeah. With the uh, the waft of hickory smoke. Yes. With the hickory smoke waft. I know. I, I knew that you, but but because I knew you were excited about that, but it was in fact a waft. It, it you was. Like, How is this waft going to happen? And it wafted. Yep. They they pull out the little dish, mm-hmm. the, the little like a glass like. It was a, like a, a bell clo- jar. Seal. What's it called? Cloister. A, a no. cloche. Cloche. Yeah. But called? yeah, I think yeah, but not metal, but glass. Uh huh. And then they lift it up. And then they kind of waft it in front of you. They the do. Way. They literally waft it in your face. <laughs> and, and then you smell that hickory smoke. Uh-huh. It was uh, it was exciting. I was like, all hey. right, this is very cool to finally see how this happens because the hickory smoke waft I found very entertaining. Good. Just reading it and then seeing the execution was uh, was very intriguing. Good, good. Yes. Did you enjoy it? It's one of those things where I enjoyed it, but then it was like, it was so small. I know. You could have had more of them. Well, I had two, but okay. you know, I could have eaten like 18 of them <laughs> in that size. I was like, man. Did you have any of the mini pies? Uh, I did. Okay. I did. Not a fan of mini pies? I, I love mini pies. I know. You wouldn't like those mini pies. I, I, I actually, I, I tried the pumpkin and the, the, the pear cranberry. Okay, stru- you didn't the try the key lime. Stru- I, the key lime, it, they, they wouldn't like hotcakes. Oh, really? Key lime that is the only pie that I got was a key lime pie because oh. I almost didn't get one. And I was like, oh, somebody's like, oh, these key lime are amazing. I was like, oh, that, that was my choice. That was my pick. <laughs> and somebody's like, have you gotten any? I'm like, no. And I had one and I shouldn't because I have celiac disease. I think that's the, no, that's a lie. I, I, it's not a lie that I have celiac disease. That's true. Um, <laughs> I steered clear of everything of, of gluten because everything on the menu, they were able, with the exception of like two things, they were able to make gluten free. That's great. Which is crazy. Yeah. So even like the little grilled cheese sandwich was gluten free, um, but the little olive oil cake was not. And I had one of those. That and I'm like it's my damn wedding night. I'm gonna have yeah. what I want. I I've never had olive oil cake with a blood orange like little mm-hmm. foam on top. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. I could okay. see because at first I was like, man, why is this like so small? Yeah. And then I ate it and I was like, that was enough. That yeah. was enough. Uh, it's very sweet. It's well, I felt like it had and that dense, the, and the, like for me, it had like a bitterness at the end of it, where mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I could have. I couldn't like eat like a a whole like thing a, of it, like a slice of it. I'm what like, was your entree? I did the chicken. Do you like it? 
fried chicken? My only, and this is just my personal preference, uh-huh. is that I'm not a huge fan of chicken on the bone. Okay. You know, so it's just like, mm. but that's just me. All right. You know, but otherwise it was, it was very, it was very delicious. You're really ripping my wedding food, a new <laughs> one. You're really hard on my wedding food. No. Everybody no, else liked everything, but they're not all Frank Eats foods, so I get it. No, no, it was, it was fantastic. What I was enjoyed. the highlight of, of the food experience for you? The highlight? Ooh. I think, I think like the s'mores mm-hmm. was it. Uh, my, and again, I just wish there was more. You I wanted, get over I wanted, that waft. I wanted, I wanted more. I wanted more of that. The I think they probably figured that with two small desserts plus some cake oh, plus yeah. the pies plus the cookies and cupcakes, they thought they really had enough. But I felt like the uh, the presentation of those was really cool. They had the long tray the with the, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a really cool presentation of it. Did you have any of the tiny tacos during cocktail hour? No. <sighs> that was my jam. We had like our little room before they before we you know went out. We were just like hiding before the ceremony. And which was cool. Like I, I'm glad it's, I'm glad that we did that part the way that we did, which is that we got all of our first look and family photos done before the ceremony. That like, was oh, you're awesome. going to see, you're going to see him before I'm like, yeah, like it's, yeah, because we got all that done. So we got our natural light photos, which is really great. We did our first look photos back at the hotel with just he and I, and then the photographer drove us to the venue, which was lovely. Nice. And we got all of our family pictures and stuff done. And then he and I went and hid while everybody else got to enjoy, like our family and friends all got to enjoy the cocktail hour, which is cool. And then people didn't have to wait on us to eat because normally what happens is the ceremony happens and then everybody and their dog has to go do photos and you've got to wait like an hour before food is served. That's miserable. And I think that when you guys went into the reception, the, sal- the salads were plated yeah. already, I believe, which is nice because you can kind of start, you know what I mean, just something. And then for the uh cocktail hour there were snacks and stuff being passed around which is good because it was kind of i think closer to a traditional dinner time yeah no it was a very very entertaining night good thank you very much it was a thoroughly enjoyed it the coolest thing about walking to that museum i felt like it was like one of those where you get to go to like those parent teacher conference nights where you go to school like Uh in the night yeah where it's like all right it's like weird yeah it's all deserted and it's just like us (laughs) do you remember do you remember discovery zone dc I never, was, I never went to one. But do you know what I'm talking yes. about? It's like, okay, so when I was a Girl Scout, we got to do a lock-in at Discovery Zone, and we got to stay there overnight. That's and it cool. Was, that was the coolest thing. And that's something that's kind of like that to me about like having a, an event like that at the museum. And they do sleepovers in the museum. Did you know that? Really? Yeah, but is it for kids events. or for adults? Both. They'll do like kids, and then they'll do like adults also. So you can do a sleepover as an adult at the museum, which is pretty cool. What? Mm-hmm. But you got to do it like with a huge group. You just can't go like. No, it can't just be like you and one person. <laughs> you can't just like, hey, we're no. gonna. No. 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 I mean, mm. I guess you could if you had enough money. But I imagine that, yeah, because you can't like if you were like, hey, me and my lover are gonna camp out in the museum. They're like, they're like well, sir, we frown on that. Yeah, because you're just gonna try to get your freak on, <laughs> and that's gross. We don't want to be making the place all weird. <laughs> you know, children have to come here to learn. I wonder that would actually be cool to take uh, take Josie to like a uh, like a sleepover in a museum. Yeah. I wonder what that would be like. Nah, that was a passing thought. It'll never happen. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why not? Forget her. No. Who cares? Let's focus on me and my needs. Uh, you need to talk about comics? We need to. I've been itching. Well, no, I've been itching. I was itching to talk about the wedding stuff because I was right. really fascinated. Cool. I just well, you got to build deep. me up now because yes. uh, you really you really shot all over my food. So, um, what? <laughs> no. Just, uh, no, it's fine. It's a fair assessment. I enjoyed everything. That's, but that's what, partially though, because I didn't really get to eat much. I like had like I I knew I I knew to seize my moment. Like when toast started, I shoved like 
four pieces of steak in my mouth and then they're like and now the couple and i'm like damn it and i kept trying to go back and get back to my plate and i couldn't get back the whole night and so they cleared it and then i was very sad but happy because i was married but sad because i was without my steak did you have did you go uh, oh and the last thing i'll mention too is that as you leave there i didn't realize this but walked out and saw Oh, you saw your, our getaway, your getaway car. Your getaway car was uh, a truck from Jurassic Park. Na, 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 na. Was with an animatronic dinosaur cool. that he brought. I yes. didn't know that was coming. That was awesome. They brought, he brought a little, the guy that owns the car was like, oh, this is, what is his, his name was like, um, like Dudley, I think. He was this little animatronic dinosaur. Did and he make was, it move for you when you got there? He moved his head and he's like, like he like <laughs> made sounds and we got pictures with him. Yes. Uh, I'll make sure to put some of those on Instagram if you guys want to see them. Although if you're following my Instagram, you're probably like, oh, enough wedding shit. But I'll try to space it out more. But there was a little dinosaur. And then when we drove away, he put him in the back of the car and he was behind us, but he didn't like turn him off. So... We keep driving and I hear like, and I'm like, oh no, Dudley, he'd like scare us. Like we'd be in conversation and he'd like move and make sounds like, oh God, there's a dinosaur in the backseat. That's great. That's what you want. That's what, yeah, it was great. That was, uh, it was a very nice touch. Thank you. Thank you. We wanted, I wanted a DeLorean, but they only fit two people. Oh, then how do you drive? Yeah. And we couldn't drive. So. Um, but I think I ended up being very happy with the Jurassic Park SUV. And what's cool is that when you get in, at least the server, the guys that we used, they tricked out the inside too. So when you get in, it's like, welcome to Jurassic Park. And it like the screen plays this whole video about oh. like what you can experience on at Jurassic Park when you go. It was cool. I and mean, it wasn't very cool. It wasn't the exact same one as the movie. It was like longer, right? It was really cool. Guys, now I want to watch, well, I'm going to, we're going to end this podcast. I'm going to watch Jurassic Park. That's awesome. Yeah. The uh, and is it just a guy that has his car tricked out for events such like this? We yeah, we found him. So one of the cool things about living in LA is that you can find whatever you want. I mean, I my thirtieth birthday, I had a puppy party. That's right. You can find a person that makes rings for capes. Bring yeah, you for capes for rings. Capes, capes for rings. rings. With, yeah. Not before That's you know right. who to call now. There you go, uh, Mr. Frank Moran. Um, so we. We just wanted like a fun car, like a, we don't want like a limo. We just wanted something that was kind of like ridiculous and and on theme, ideally. And so we started looking, and I was like, "Oh my god, we could get the Batmobile!" And I lost my shit. Batmobile has the same issues as the DeLorean, where there's not enough room. And I was like, "Oh, should I stay sober enough to drive the Batmobile away?" And I'm like, "No, I can't drive him away. That's like this the weirdest thing." And so I wanted to, you know, for us to both be passengers. I rather would have so, had the, the bat cycle where you can have <laughs> Mike in the side car. And you just, <laughs> oh, my God. Well, so that I was like, so I was jazzed about that. And then it was like that and the DeLorean. So we're going through all of these cars. And there's a ton of cool cars because it's the company does picture cars, right, for movies and cars that are like, even if they weren't in the movies, that they have the ones that are like replicas or whatever. And so one of the options, they had the Jurassic Park Jeep. And the Jurassic World Jeep. And I was like, I want that bright ass SUV. That's my favorite one. I've always, since I was a kid, I <laughs> loved that Jeep. And so I was like, well, there's a car that can fit both of us in it. And that would be super fun outside the museum. How yes. weird and funny. So that's what we wound up getting. That yeah. was, It was very cool. Thank you. I, I dug it. So kudos to you. I'm putting Thank together you. a very cool wedding. Thank you so much. Look at that. Thank you. You put a, you so you guys. It was so nice having you both there. You don't was, have to say that. No, it's true. I mean, I, not I, as I, nice I, now because you've critiqued everything. But like, 
Um, <laughs> but it was it was in the moment. It was really good having you there. Um, <laughs> it's the nice moment. seeing you. And we got a really cute picture of us. That's fun. That's true. Yeah, proving that we're real friends. Where you are, we we can do stuff outside of just this podcast. That's right. And sometimes we look nice. Sometimes, well, you looked beautiful. I looked like, like a garbage person. That's not true. You I did absolutely no. Nope. I you was looked like horribly. you were. I don't know how you weren't burning up. Didn't you have like a sweater vest on? Uh, I did, you know, but uh, you know, I. Dressing up is one of my least favorite things to do because I'm I look sorry terrible. that my wedding was so miserable for you. <laughs> no, you know it, it, that goes to show you just how how, how much, much I care. how much I care about you is that I was like I will I will get dressed up well, for this event. Thank you very much, and I'm so glad. Um, no, 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 no. I I'm surprised you invited me because no. I, yeah, I had no business being there. Nope, but thank you very it. much. Thank you for being there. There was many other cooler people that were there. Many people that were left off, unfortunately, that should have been there. <laughs> I was brought in, and people question this. I question it. Really? Yep. They're like, Did, how'd you like your table? How'd you like the people you were sitting with? Well, I got to watch. I hang out next to uh, Luis mm-hmm. Cortez. Yep. He's got to hang out with him. So that was very really cool. I hadn't yeah. seen him in a while. So I, I don't think I'd actually really talked to him much. I talked to him at Drew's wedding. That was it. Yeah. So it was like a little over a year ago. I thought I'd bring you guys together for wedding yeah. time. Wedding number that was two. Nice. Um, well, you got me a really fun wedding gift that I didn't get until today, which is so. You sent me um, several issues of wedding-themed comic books. That is true. Which is very fun. And I read um, as many as I could because I figured we could talk about them this evening. Uh, and now we've already been going now for a while. <laughs> I know. Uh, um, but well, like, let's try to hit on a couple of them. Yeah, I figure the one that, I mean, I, I, I try to do like a nice cross-section okay. of like different types. Uh-huh. And I mean, predominantly, most of them are going to be superhero related because one, the superhero genre has probably been around the longest uh-huh. in terms of stuff that I've read. Uh, and there's I don't, there's not too many like these days that are just like dealing with wedding stuff. I feel like the superhero stuff always kind of leads to nice uh, melodrama for the wedding day. It's such already high stakes day as it is. Right. Then you add superheroic, superheroics on top of it. Yeah. But I feel like the one that I thought was interesting was... And it's always stuck with me. Even when I remember first reading, it was the uh, the tale tales of the new Teen Titans. Yes, their wedding because that was the first Teen Titans that I've ever read. It's uh, a, ser- a great series growing up uh, mm-hmm. uh, that I enjoyed reading. Marv Wolfman, George Perez, you know they uh, they combine. It's kind of almost like DC's ac- answer to the X Men. Okay, so we're coming in issue fifty. Is finally when Donna Troy, who's Wonder Girl, gets married to Terry Long, who Donna uh, Troy is Wonder Girl. Yes. Okay, I didn't know like what she was. I knew that she was Wonder Woman's sister. Yes. I did not know Diana had a sister, and that's part of the different mythology, right? Sometimes she's only child, sometimes she has a sister. Well, this has been like one of the most Donna Troy is one of the most convoluted histories. Yes. In in comics, period, because okay. her origins being re- re- rewritten and rewritten and rewritten and donna and diana not really diana so much it's always been kind of i feel like the biggest difference has been was she made from clay or was she born but other than that she's you know raised on themiscira uh she's you know with the amazons uh-huh. she leaves Am- you know, paradise island to come to man's world okay to try to save okay us. so that's all pretty consistent yeah so what's donna's deal donna's deal like first it was like oh uh she was also uh she was also made from clay. She was like a, she kind of like was like a twin of Donna's that didn't age, and they became more like a like a sister to her. Not necessarily like a, a, a twin from birth, but like through magic and stuff, was like a playmate. Hmm. Hey, and then it became like her sister. Uh, then it was then in the Teen Titans, they kind of said, well, "Who is Donna Troy?" And it turned out that she was somebody that was born on Earth, and then her uh, was 
their parents died and uh, Diana, Wonder Woman, Diana Prince kind of rescues her as a young baby and then takes her to Paradise, Paradise Island and then they raise her as part of the Amazon family. So so she's human. She's just she's, been raised in yes. a super kick-ass way. And then she becomes like, you know, super heroic okay. and gets like, you know, meta abilities, just kind of like being with the Amazons and stuff. Okay. So, uh, and then of course, then it was fun to like, nope, that's not really true. She's really uh, a child of the old gods, you know, like uh, Kronos. And, no, like oh, their older, father. Older, yeah, the older okay. gods. So yeah, all them is like, that's where she gets her abilities from because she's more associated with them. And then, nope, we found out that that's not true, that uh, she's now, uh, she, she, there's this, she's uh, like a, a other dimensional being. And then, no, 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 that's not true. And then she's kind of sculpted from, in the current, like, New 52 Wonder Woman, she was kind of sculpted uh, by, I think it was like Cersei kind of created her to seek revenge on Wonder Woman and then find out, no, no, that's not really true. Wow. So many is, convoluted That is things. exhausting. Yeah, so... Kind of frustrating, but the Teen Titans had a nice long run with uh, Perez and Wolfman. They kind of did an issue, I think it was like around issue, I want to say 38, 39, like who was down at Troy, where they kind of really solidified what her origin was. Basically that she was, you know, her parents were lost in a fire and then Diana rescued her and then brought her to Paradise Island and raised her. Okay. And became like, you know, pretty much like a sister to her. Okay. So uh, this though, she finds Terry Long, who I feel like I need to go back and uh, and reread all the Terry Long stuff. Yeah, what is his deal? He gets a lot of shade. He looks like at him. he do. He looks like Michael Cutlets. <laughs> His, he looks like he looks like Michael Cutlets in uh, The Walking Dead. Yeah, but he's, he's got, got like, like big that chops. Yeah, and but he's got that sweet orange fro kind of yeah. deal. Yeah, it's uh, you know, I feel like his heart's in the right place, but uh, man, he doesn't he doesn't get a lot of love from a lot of the uh, the Teen Titans fans. Where okay, so it, but he's not a Teen Titan, right? He's just like their like her husband now. Yeah, he's just a guy that met her because uh, she Donna Troy. Her side job was a, as a photographer. Okay, so that's how she would do it, and then they met and they fell in love. And they got married. And so this is from 1985, which I should have been able to guess from all the bridesmaids' dresses. The very sweet, huh? Um, yeah. And, and of course, these these tuxes, all nice and ruffled and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sweet. What I liked about this, as opposed to like many of the other ones that you've read or will read, uh-huh. is there's always like some big drama. You know, like supervillains are going to seek revenge on their wedding day, right. or there's some big adventure. Like, will the will the hero make it to the altar in time because he's busy? trying to save you know this world or well, they something get stood up yes this i felt like it was just like you're seeing people that are superheroes but they're having just a regular wedding day and uh-huh. i was like I, I i really thought that that was a really cool thing just okay. to see i thought i did a great job of exploring the, the characters and relationships that's cool i i have so many questions it's um it's 80s tastic yes absolutely uh, which is great so it became a little more clear to me as I went on, but like our little green friend, he's the Hulk equivalent. He's a beast boy. Oh, because this is not Marvel. That's right. This is DC. So he looks like the Hulk baby Hulk though. He True. looks like a little baby Hulk. He, his name's beast boy. Although here in this, he was called changeling. He kind of, they kind of, he was originally created as uh in the doom patrol and okay. he was exposed to this. Uh, he was bitten and he's given this, this medicine to help him. And the medicine that helped him also, uh, turned him green, but gave him the ability to mimic the the shape of any animal that he saw. Oh, okay. So that's his ability is to mimic animals, and of course his father is rich, so he's got a huge amount of money okay. to go for his adoptive father. And you don't see that ability anywhere in here. No, no, it, they, they they tamp down the the uh, the super heroics on this, which I thought was really cool. 
I noticed one thing. So, okay. So I know we're not going to be able to like deep dive into any, to all of these, but I want to say like for comparison's sake. So I read this issue. I read, uh, the amazing Spider-Man number 21. Yes. Uh, annual, annual number 21. Um, I read, uh, green arrow and black canary wedding special number one. And I read um, Superman, The Wedding Album, number one. Yes. So one thing I noticed is like a common thread between all of these is that they really, they all really got into like what all the guests were saying at the wedding. All of them had like these panels where they're like skipping all around to be like, what would these people be talking about? Yeah. What would these people, which is I thought was really funny, like a funny way to, a lot of the I feel like a lot of panels were kind of devoted to that crosstalk, mm-hmm. which I thought was really kind of a hoot. Um, and this one to me is not an exception. Uh, as far as the Teen Titans, this is yeah, this is the first time I've read a Teen Titans. Um, yeah, I mean certainly this is a weird introduction to this whole series where you're not really seeing them in costume. Yeah. You're seeing them celebrate the marriage of one of their their teammates. Yeah, I mean I guess I thought considering like how there's so many characters in it, like so many characters, so. The good news is, is that I was still able to more or less keep up. I thought the clown thing at the beginning was kind of hilarious. And I'm like, yeah, see, that's what a good wedding house does. Because you don't want kids in a wedding screaming and crying. So if you have to have a lot of kids there, get them a creepy clown. And put them <laughs> in another space if you can. Um, but, uh, yeah, a lot of questions about just kind of who is who and, like, what their deals are. Because I still, even, like, now flipping through it, I'm like, oh, man, I, I don't know. Did some of these things get addressed who is the who's the yellow broad with the big red hair that everybody's so keen on that's uh starfire so starfire she's a uh, princess from an alien world uh we, and she usually wears well i guess all of them wear spandex but i feel like we've seen her before in something haven't we oh well she's i mean she's on if you watch the teen titans go cartoon oh okay she's in there it's a different version it's, it's certainly a, a, a lot less sexualized version in the cartoons sure and yeah. she is in in this uh, but yeah, she's an alien warlord princess who's come to Earth. That's the whole like kind of thing that motivates this version of the Teen Titans to come together is that she's being pursued by this uh, other alien species that's kind of taken over her world. Okay, she's escaped. She's fleeing, and she comes to Earth, and the alien pursuers try to get her. And the Teen Titans basically it's one of those where you know almost like a random gathering of characters where they all realize like, hey, wait a minute, we were all brought here. We all kind of came together by happenstance. Maybe we should be a team. And <laughs> okay. That's kind of what. So they have, they have one of those types of origins. All right. I also I thought this issue was really interesting because they have a special thanks. Somebody named Carol Flynn designed the gowns for the bridal party. Look at that, which see? I think is hilarious. That like even in a comic book, they have to have their own designer. Yeah. Um, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, also, this one you at least kind of get a realistic idea of like. A lot of planning has gone to it, and they've got like a wedding planner. Thought has been put into it. The other ones that I read, it was like they're like, let's get married, and we'll tell your parents today, and then we'll have it tomorrow. Like, <laughs> there's no, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you know, Spider Man, they're like, oh, can't wait till we're married, and they're acting like they've been engaged for a while. And then it's like, I guess we should go together and like tell our significant people. And also bachelor party that night. I'm like, what? In what world? <laughs> you have a fully catered 
you know, in what world do you have like a fully catered, fully planned out wedding? Because like you could, elo- if they're like, all right, we're going to get married. Now we're going to go tell everybody and then we're going to Vegas. Like that's the more realistic take on that situation. Yeah. Um, but this one, he seemed pretty planned out. I like the moment. First of all, um, I, I like that um, uh, that her mom was able to come and just say, hey. Yeah. Nice job. There you go. Left the mascara mm-hmm. and uh, came over and said, like, all right. She found a way. Which I thought was really sweet. Yeah. And this is back in the day where, uh, I mean, like when I first started reading Wonder Woman comics, that it was Wonder Woman's mom had blonde hair. And then through the New 52 and all that stuff, she and through even through George Perez's version, mm-hmm. got rewritten that she had black hair. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, yeah, okay. I, I missed the blonde uh, Hippolyta. Okay. You know, I missed that. All right. Which I guess we're getting a little bit closer to with uh, Connie Nielsen in Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, you know, yeah I, I guess mean, so. More of an Auburn, but uh, mm-hmm. I was like, all right. She's yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also love how basically this ends with them just joining the Mile High Club. That's essentially <laughs> that's true. Essentially, they get on the plane. Yep. For their honeymoon, and the guy that's like running the plane randomly, that he's like, they're like going to Greece, and he's like, "I'm here to help you with anything, anything." That's right. Basically, <laughs> is how I read it. And they're like, "Okay," and he's like, "It's just you guys alone on this plane. Whatever you want to do, get your freak on. Get whatever you need." And they're like, okay, we're we're cool, thanks. And he's like, seriously, got, though, yeah, whatever you need. And they're like, okay, cool, thank you, thanks <laughs> yeah. a lot. And then, I mean, this this cabin is soundproof, just so you yeah, know. Yeah, and then he leaves, and then they're basically like, ooh, show me what it's like being married. And they're like, I thought you'd never ask. And it's like plane flying in the distance. It's like really, this ends with them just like after this whole sweet everything, they're just gonna like. Get it do, on. Do it on a plane, I guess, with this creeper. Wait, with this creeper. <laughs> with this creeper that's just there inexplicably. He's he's actually basically you know he's recording the whole thing. He's he sitting, has to be. He's got a little mini camera and he's sitting there in the cockpit. He going, has to be. Yeah. Gross. That's right. But come on, put yourself in his in, in their shoes. If you were had a private jet taking you somewhere wherever your honeymoon destination is going to be, uh-huh. that you would not get your freak on. I'm not saying I wouldn't. I'm just think it's like was such a funny thing for this story. Mm, <laughs> like, yes. Um, she like appears in the like, they're in a plane, and she's just like this old thing, and appears in like a mini toga. Yeah, look at it's that. Like, in what world is that even lingerie? All right. <laughs> um, sure. Back in the '80s, that was considered really sexy. <laughs> mini mini togas were yes. all the rage. Now, um, and I did. There's one. This is is this is the one with Bruce and Dick. Yes. I liked that scene a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really nice. So basically, during the wedding, who are all the girls gossiping about? By the way, are they all talking about Bruce? Is that who they're all psyched to see? That like he's gorgeous. It's either, that, it's either Bruce or Dick. Okay, I couldn't tell, but like I like this. There's a real. I think that a lot is said in a very sh- short amount of panels, which I think is cool. So basically, um, uh, Bruce has adopted someone named Jay. Yep. That, I don't uh, know who that is. That it ended up being the the one that's called Red um, Red Robin? Red Hood. Red Hood. Okay. So it was Jason. Okay. Jason Todd. Great. Who then now gets killed by the Joker, then gets brought back, and now he's Red Hood. So okay, cool. It's back cool. in the early days or before all that crap <laughs> happened to him. So basically, it's not even a full page, which is kind of neat. So basically, Bruce Wayne's outside and he's attending this wedding and another of these some of these issues that you gave me. He is like no no weddings yeah <laughs> which i think is hilarious he's attending this wedding and uh, dick comes out and he's like chatting with him and he's like feeling real down and he basically says yeah i know you adopted jay and like why didn't you ever try to adopt me yeah and it's just like really upfront about it and bruce is just like 
I mean, just all I can say is that I was probably too young and too um, interested and like too obsessed with my own career. And I'm sorry, but I love you like more than basically like I love you more than I could ever not love a son anyway. But that's and then they like do a little cheers. Yeah. And that's it. And I just thought it was like a really nice little window into that world that there wasn't it's just like two dudes without costumes and like, you know what I mean, with all this history and in a very short period of time had a really nice little conversation. Because I feel like this is this is kind of parts where I like these moments like this because I feel like it's a side of Bruce Wayne you don't often get to see. Uh-huh. Where I feel like he is such a especially when he's Batman. Yeah. That he, he he's such he has such a front up that he he's a he very rarely is demonstrative in how he feels about the the people that are closest to him. So yeah. when you get to see a moment that he actually kind of just drops all like the yeah. I am the knight, I am you know mm-hmm. justice, I am vengeance. And is just like a Dark real person. Duck. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Let's that is get dangerous. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Yes. Go for it. Sorry. But no, just a guy that's you know who's raised somebody and mm-hmm. is like, yeah, I do. I, I may not have been the best, but I do I love did you. what I could. Yeah, and yeah. I like that. I just I thought the writing here was really nice because I think it would have been a really easy thing for them to like drag out this long Shakespearean conversation for you know for three pages. And it's nice that it was literally just like, hey, so this sucks and it bothers me. And the other person just being like, I know and I'm sorry, and I mean it. And then being like, all right, that's what I needed. That's all I needed to hear. Like, that's great, you know? Cause it's kind of nice. I, yeah, well, I like this is like, certainly it, the, the wedding is their day. It's Donna and Terry's day. Mm-hmm. But what I like about this is that it's, I kind of miss these things in stories where you can kind of flash around a party. Almost like, you know, hey, we're playing cocktail party. Mm-hmm. And you go around to get little just snippets. It doesn't have to be like extended scenes like you said, but it's just nice. It just dials in really quickly into a nice character moment mm-hmm. between two people and then kind of moves on to something else. Yeah. And I was like, I'm I'm, I'm satisfied just with this page in and of itself. Mm-hmm. If you would have given me more, maybe I would have liked it. Maybe I would have got tired of it. But like this was just like I was just, yeah. Keep, just, keep moving. I just thought it was really nicely timed out. And yeah, you're right. The women are ogling a dick because uh, he's okay if you like magnificent hunks. <laughs> That's, is dick a magnificent hunk yeah what a tush what, a what tush. he looks like in shorts oh my <laughs> <laughs> so yep that one so that one had that one was a lot that one had a lot going on um yeah, it's uh did it feel did did you like seeing a wedding played out somewhat like kind of realistically yeah it was kind of it was nice it was like i kept waiting for like an explosion to go off or something and it didn't and i thought that was fine especially compared to the other ones i think that's a good point right so i read four and this is the only one i think without some big crisis that happens right so um that was although the superman one didn't have a big crisis at the wedding it was just getting to the wedding that was kind of nuts um this one also ended followed them after the wedding yes after, which is kind of neat too. follow them uh, um so there's that one and we also of course their friend jericho who i was kind of like to know is kind of kind of like a short shift i think uh is the mute but he yes. paints them uh, a picture and like you you received artwork for your wedding i as did well. yeah so yeah. i mean com- i mean comparatively you know there you go oh yeah it's cute um yeah go. my um my brother's uh girlfriend avery uh did she does um artwork you can find her work on instagram on avery campbell art and she does paintings and she does um these really fun quirky cute little like watercolor like greeting cards and she does custom art and she did a really cute picture of us that was like a comic book it was like a big comic book panel which was really fun so i'll post that on instagram so everybody can see it yeah it was really fun uh now how did you feel about conversely you see superman and lois getting married 
Um, well, first of all, I want to say I liked, I liked this one a lot. Um, I am a little bummed out that you're bringing all of these into my life, like a day before Kamikaze, Stanley's LA Comic-Con is this weekend. And if I had read these, I swear to God, I would have come, I would have planned a costume with Mike, like mid transition as Superman from Clark to Superman. And I would have come in as fucking like Lois with a with a when she walks into the office yeah and um into the daily planet and she's like her dress is like ripped up and she just looks like pissed and in charge <laughs> what an amazing costume that is and that would have been perfect because we just got married so yeah i could have gone and gotten a dress and like do you know what i mean <laughs> and like walked in with like an empty bottle of champagne <laughs> that is awesome so i just want to say that i love lois in this book yeah I think she's so cool and like really funny. And um, to be honest with you, I haven't read a whole lot of just Superman comics. He's always been part of like a bigger thing when I've read these books with you. And I've read virtually nothing of Lois. She's always kind of just like a little side thing sometimes going on. Um, Yeah, I thought this was really good. Nice. And really nice. And it was fun to see her just like completely kick ass at the beginning on that plane. Well, because I, I feel like, especially if you're going to marry somebody like Superman and Lois, who for the longest time it was like super, you know, Lois Lane's always trying to like, I'm going to figure out who Superman's secret identity really is. Yeah. It was always kind of trying to do this. And then they basically with John Burns kind of retake back after in 1985, they kind of twisted it. And it's like, you know, let's just have Lois just be just an awesome kick ass reporter. And just have them be more like, I'm not going to be like this, like a reporter, but I'm also kind of like this lovesick lady that's kind of chasing after you. Well, yeah, because then her whole thing, if she, if her whole thing is like, I want to know who he really is, it kind of becomes like, um, it's her whole reason for being is him. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas this, I mean, look, look how awesome she looks. Yep. Coming in like that. <laughs> what a great, isn't that an amazing costume? Man. And drawn so well by Stuart Immerman. Yeah. Like that's something I would put on a, I would put that on a poster. Everybody like looking at her and she comes in and he sees her and her veil's all like torn on top of her head. Yeah. That is amazing. And that is something I would do. So there's a lot of cool bridal, like ripped up bridal gowns in these ones that you sent me. So, um, yeah, it's just slightly too late, but, uh, but yeah, really cool. So I love Lois in this. I like the art in this. I, um, at first I wasn't sure if I would also Superman has a ponytail. Let's get into that what? for a second. Can we discuss this? That is one of my least favorite interpretations of Superman. It's like after he died in his fight with Doomsday, uh-huh. and he comes back, and he's been in this Kryptonian kind of regenerative regenerative armor uh-huh. that uh, when he busts out of it, I guess it's been so long that his hair's grown, and he's got like a nice like mullet action going on. Yeah, he's that. full on, he's like full on Johnny in Dirty Dancing, which you know I love, but like he like he's got like a little ponytail so i felt like that that was the that was a terrible time for superman <laughs> it was a dark it was the dark days of when he had the ponytail and the mullet because i feel like there was no i feel like he made it so easy for people to put two and two together that clark Kent and superman are really the same person uh-huh because wow superman's got long hair now and clark's always wearing his hair long and but in a ponytail yeah like, what? really what's going on 
uh, it was my least favorite look. And I don't know why they took so long to get rid of that look. Mm. But I was so thankful by the end of this, they finally cut that yeah, off. Yeah, and, and she's like, like, oh, you got a haircut. And it's like the audience, it's like Lois and the audience breathe a sigh of relief. Yes. Lois is like, oh, you got a haircut. Thank you, God. You're not like doing that thing you're still doing. You know, you think you're out of whatever funk that was. Oh, like, yeah. Thank you. I was so, just working through some stuff. I had to grow my hair out. Yeah, I thought Whoa. that was hilarious. I also, <laughs> um, touche on the ring design. Yeah. The engagement ring in this issue is like the best I've seen in a superhero comic. Usually it's just like a band with like a solitaire on it. It yeah. doesn't even look like a, it's, it looks like a cartoon ring. <laughs> this one is like an art deco, pretty little masterpiece. No, very nicely done. Uh-huh. Good setting. I mean, I guess an issue like this, especially you're finally marrying off Superman and Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did very much a jam issue with the artist, so it varies from sequence to sequence. Uh, different artists take, do different pages in this. Is that what it was? Yeah. So it's not the same artist throughout the whole thing. Oh, so okay. So I misunderstood from from like I'll be upfront too. This is not what I thought it was going to be from the cover. I thought it was going to be a collection of of issues in throughout time where Superman has married Lois Lane. Oh, gotcha. Because I guess I assumed, is this their only, in, in all of Superman, yes. is this their only wedding? This is it. There was the Earth 2 version. Uh-huh. They got married, but that happened back, I want to say the 70s? It's kind of surprising to me that there hasn't been like the each run doesn't have their its own wedding for them. Yeah, they, they've just got married the one time. Wow, okay. Yeah. Well, that's, so I thought this was going to be that. I thought it was going to be like, which... Would be kind of cool if you, I mean, if there were enough of them, right? But it's like, it would be like an omnibus of just Superman weddings. Like, <laughs> what a weird, funny, you know, that's kind of what I thought it was going to be. Um, sort of like if you had a whole collection of every time that like Batman got the Joker thrown into Arkham. Like, good Lord, how many times has that been? Yeah. You know, but imagine if you had one big volume, one huge volume of just those issues or at least of like the three pages where it happens each time to see like if it's different at all (laughs) each time you know so that's what i thought this was going to be and it isn't but i i really enjoyed it and i like that she i like the colors they're really bright and bold and pretty and i like that um these just like little things like she's hailing a cab and she's just dressed in whatever but she's like wearing a superman hat Mm -hmm. which i think is fun gotta show your you you gotta show your love man yeah it's just real cute i don't know I dig it. I just wish I want him to cut his hair, but he does eventually, so. Well, I mean, compare this to Spider-Man, or I should say Peter Parker and Mary Jane getting married. Ugh. That, I feel like this does I a just, better... I just kind of gave you, I think, my, yeah. my opinion. Yeah, not the great, but I think this issue does a better job of showing you, like, there are two interesting characters that are that are distinct individually, that, and you can see that there's a, you can see they're going to be great together. Yeah, they're, they're exactly that. They're getting married, I think, for the right reasons. They like and trust and respect each other. You know, like, it's just, um, even when, you know, like when her, the only, like the only real drama at that point is like her dad being like, no, you can't because of that, right? I give you away. And she's like, no, you're not going to give me away. Like, that's this outdated thing. And that's like the biggest drama you know what i mean mm-hmm. even even at that clark isn't like your dad's a dick like he's just like <laughs> understanding he's like a good partner you know and um yeah you still there's something okay the difference is i'm, I'm reading the superman story and i'm like yeah man i hope they i hope they can make it like i want them to make it i want them to to both just be happy because they're both strong 
you know, strong-minded people. They both have, like, a good sense of morals, and they seem like they enjoy each other. Man, Spider-Man and Mary Jane, what is going on? He's still, like, obsessed with his ex, even though she's passed, and neither of them, if I'm reading the book and I'm like, I legitimately don't know if either of them are going to show up to, to this wedding, I don't think I should be happy when they both do. It, I, I feel like the problem with that is that Stan Lee was also writing the, the newspaper strip at the same time. Uh-huh. And he decided, even though they don't share continuity at all, they're two very separate things. Uh-huh. He decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to get Peter Parker married in the uh, the newspaper strip. And it also it started catching news, you know, media attention for like, oh, oh my gosh, Spider-Man's getting married. And the comic book side saying like, geez, all right. I mean, I think we should try to at least match what's going on in this newspaper strip. It's getting a lot of attention. Let's get them married. And it happened very quickly. And Mary Jane had been out of the title for quite a while and then come, kind of comes back in. And it's just you can feel the plot. You can feel the writers and ed- yeah. editorial just moving Heavy. things because it's got to happen. It would have been – this is one of those things where like, okay, so my dad loves – he, he – my family loves movies. We love movies. watch a lot of movies. My dad is not happy – unless at the end of the movie the good guy gets the girl and vanquishes the bad guy and they are like happy forever and he would rather have that happen I would rather have it it's like if it makes sense great if that feels like it suits the characters I'm I'm great great I love that um but if I'm like well that doesn't seem like it's in character then I'm like pissed do you know what I mean I'm kind of the opposite I I'm more like Kathy Bates' character in Misery. I'm like, they cheated us. Can't you all see? You've just been cheated. Like, it didn't get out of the cock-a-dooty car. Like, that's me. When I'm watching movies when, like, things just align perfectly, I'm reading this and I'm like, God, they're going to be awful together. Like, they're going to be in this, like, unhappy... It kind of made me sad. This issue made me sad because I'm, like, watching it and it's, like, so... They're both... Like, she goes and, like, rides around with this guy. She's like, don't think I wouldn't consider it. It's like, no, you shouldn't Oof. really be considering it. Like, that's yeah. not something you should really be thinking about. You could be like, oh, man. And he's just so bothered by the fact that she's, like, successful and making money. That bums me out. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not a good couple. It's not. And it's uh, it's At least not for marriage. No. I, you know. I don't think they ever should have. I mean, w- they should have just stayed dating. Is their it's, relationship always like this? You know, I feel like the hardest thing, well, I feel like it's with comic books the same way and maybe even to a more of an extent than it is with TV shows. But when you take characters that have been kind of, you know, will they or won't they? Mm-hmm. Then you finally say, like, you know what? We're going to get them together as a couple. Hey, you know what? Now we're going to get them married. Mm-hmm. I feel like then writers often find like, we don't know what to do with these characters anymore. We got them married and now what? Yeah. And I feel like that that just shows like a lack of understanding of the characters, both as individuals how they are as individuals and then how they are as a couple. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they do a better job with Superman and Lois Lane or Clark Kent and Lois Lane, mm-hmm. but who they are as individuals and who they are together. Yeah. And they never, I, people struggled for the longest time. Like pe- people would kind of throw stones at like, or complain like, Oh, I don't like Peter Parker married to Mary Jane. Yeah. And even writers are complaining like, it's tough to write this couple. How do we write these as a married couple? Writing Spider-Man as a married person is challenging. Because he's always kind of like the down on his luck superhero. Yeah. But all of a sudden he's married and not just married to a regular person, but he's married to a supermodel. Yeah. How's that like, you know, down on your luck? Yeah. I mean, I guess so. I guess he's down on his luck and that it's probably miserable with his 
wife because they just don't suit each other. Like they don't seem to. He's got a kid now, right? In in the real in the world of Spider Man, doesn't he have a kid? Uh, in there's like a, a, a one in a, a kind of an alternate Earth where it's Spider-Man Renew Your Vows, where he and Mary Jane are still together and married and they have a child. I love that Spider-Man renews his vows. Yeah. They like st- couldn't find a way to make them work as a couple, so they're like, let's renew their vows. It's like, wow, how symbolic. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it spun out of uh, um, they, they did this big event in uh, A Brand New Day mm-hmm. where Joe Quesada, the editor-in-chief at the time, said he had like three genies that he wanted to put back in the bottle uh, that, that had been kind of let out. One of them happened to be that Spider-Man was married. Mm-hmm. So they went through the storyline where basically it ended up being that after it was after the first civil war, Spider-Man's identity gets revealed to yes, everybody. Right. And then all his villains come out to seek revenge on him. Right. And on his family. Yep. On his family. And Aunt May gets shot and she, you know, and she's going to die. And basically Mary Jane wants to make like, a deal with the devil, with Mephisto and says, Hey, you know what? If you take back, this and make it seem like that nobody remember like go back in time retroactively erase that uh peter parker and i ever got married and that he ever revealed his identity then you know you can you know have it actually wasn't a bargain for a soul but like just like for like a like a secret he made like a, a deal hmm. i mean so, at least that's a creative way of undoing it i guess i guess i mean it seemed heavy-handed at the time too yeah I mean, when you're bringing in, like, you know, the version of the devil mm-hmm. for like a, like a street, kind of like an earth street bound kind of superhero, like, we're bringing in the devil himself to change everything. <laughs> so we're like, yeah. But admittedly, for the most, like, the story's been better since he got rebooted. Yeah. All so, right. but like Superman, a lot of people complained. And then when New 52 happened, they made it so that Lois and Clark weren't married at all. They mm-hmm. dissolved that. They were, she was involved with somebody else, and it just never really worked. I figured, like, these two work great as a couple. They seem, yeah, Lois and Superman. And again, this is kind of the first time I've seen their relationship explored. And I think in the that issue, you this one that you gave me, I think it's explored really nicely because they start off not together. Yeah, you know, so and she had ended it, and like I, so I think it we got. I think it was kind of a nice full issue arc, honestly. And it ends with you know, and that's in that last the panel where you know it's like them getting married and then like you see like them it's sort of weird yeah that panel with like it's it feel like there should have just been two and there was like them getting married and then like two of them superimposed over that image which was a little strange it's it's not she's not just kissing clark Clark kent she's She's kissing kissing superman Superman. (laughs) who's electro what is this deal he's a a guy that can uh shoot electricity very easy he's funny face mask I love his face mask though. That's so. I, like, this that's is what so I wanted to ask school. you. What I wanted to ask you is what you thought of his costume. I love his. I love the big electrical, uh, the electricity kind of coming out mask. Uh-huh. Like they decided like that, and of course I was designed in the sixties when that was kind of really cool, and I've always yeah. been a sucker for that look. But it, they've kind of revamped his look where now he just has like electrical kind of almost like scarring on his face that uh, makes it look like it. I'm I'm reading this and it's funny because I got here to like page three or whatever it is, and I see him and I'm like Frank has to fucking love this suit love it. i knew I it immediately it. i was like he's gonna love that face mask it's so great but i feel like that's the art in that spider-man annual mm. is pretty terrible yeah it's, it's it, not my favorite I it mean, feels paul, very flat it is like paul ryan who does the penciling on there uh-huh. it's just like kind of like uh he's like a very yeoman type of artist uh-huh. like he's he's never he's not terrible but he's not like oh my gosh amazing but he's a very solid reliable guy if you need something on a deadline, Paul Ryan's going to get it to you. 
But then they give him to this anchor. Uh, his name is Vince Coletta. Mm-hmm. And man, he's just, he, he waters down every artist that he's associated with. And so when you give him to an artist that's already just kind of like an average guy, it just really just sucks the life out of this stuff. Yeah, that's a shame. I mean, but I, I do, I just, I feel like it was kind of just that sort of flat, not a lot of dimension. Yeah. And I feel like if you're going to show, if you want to show everybody, like anybody, any readers, any like any fans already that are reading or anybody that you want to get sucked into that are just hearing about this through media, like through the Times or the news or mm-hmm. whatever, that you want to get like a fantastic artist on this book to really, you know, suck people in. Yeah. Like, like show that you think it's an important story by having a really great artist draw this. I feel like giving us that art already, you're telling me that's like, yeah, I mean, we're, we're getting them married. We don't really <laughs> seem, you know, we're not that invested in it. Yeah. We hope you guys are. Yeah. Hmm. And so like, even from the get go, it was just like, yeah, like that- the Superman stuff I will take, even though it varies from quality to quality. Yeah. Because but I like the, it though, you know. But at least part. these are, are these are artists that have had association with Superman throughout the years. Yeah. So it makes sense that you know you're going to get some old school artists that maybe you know they've kind of lost their edge throughout the years, or they're just even their styles were just kind of like a lot more rough back in the you know the 50s and 60s. So. Yeah. But they all worked on them, so it makes sense. Like that Spider-Man stuff, like ugh. yeah, I it was not my favorite, and that one out of all of them to me felt the most. You know, when I was saying it felt super rushed. And I get it, like, it's not all about reality. It doesn't have to be, like, an 18-month engagement where you just see them, like, going on vendor visits. Like, <laughs> I understand that a lot of people would, would uh, read that. But I'm like, what is the... I was confused over, like, what the order was. I'm like, so they did... Is this a flashback that they're, like, telling their, their her, you know, Aunt May that they're... Mar- no, this is happening in real time. Like, we're getting married, but also, like, it's in like a week and like we but like we got to get the venue and like we have to go get the like it's such a weird so it makes so much sense to me when you say that this was written for that comic strip in the newspaper like that you know kind of just serve that so not not great now i how okay so the other the other one that i read was the green arrow and black canary yes and i'm very interested because this to me going through it i'm like i don't think frank likes this but I don't like, how did you feel about it? Cause I was certain that you must've liked everything you recommended cause you recommended it, but clearly you didn't really like the Spider-Man thing either. No, I mean, this I figured, does not seem like your taste to me. It's, it's okay. Okay. It's, I mean, I, I, I like Green Arrow and Black Canary together as a couple. I do too. So I, I think that and they're very different than yes. the antithesis to, to Clark and Lois, I think. Very true. But yeah. I also think that they're two characters that have been really distinguished individually Mm -hmm. so then you get to see how they come together yeah for sure so i was i was jazzed about that i you know i think i I kind of bummed by the end they you know they they kind of write it away which is a shame and then they do new 52 and then they're oh is this right before new 52 yeah so is he actually dead uh oh uh green arrow or Mm -hmm. i mean um the uh, his son i no this this is this is Green Arrow, right? Yeah, he's not. No, he said okay. he, was, he was fine. Because twist. So yeah. basically, um, this follows their, they're they're in the midst of planning their wedding already, and they send out their invitations. And I like that whole sequence when they're showing everybody all the different superheroes opening their invitations and being like, they were serious. <laughs> and one being like, oh, I wish them well, but I probably only give it like a year though. Like, yeah. you know, because I think that's that suits these characters, like. 
and and I think that it's I actually I thought it was really fun. I'm reading this going like I don't think that this is Frank's thing at all that you'd like it, but I thought it was really entertaining and really fun and I like the moment between Wonder Woman and Superman too where they're discussing it. And he has this moment of like, wait, what? We shouldn't get married? And she's like, oh, no, dear, not you. Basically, like, <laughs> you and those are great. I mostly just meant not to marry other heroes. Uh, stationary, am I right? Like, she's just trying to, like, <laughs> dig herself out of this hole a little bit. Um, so, and then, like, the, you know, there's, like, the bachelorette party and stuff. Um, and, yeah, of course, there's this, like, big giant party, a big giant battle. And it's so weird because it's, like, three pages. And they're like, whew. Good thing that's done. And the villain's like, I told you it wouldn't work. And that's like the whole thing. Yeah. But it feels like a book that doesn't take itself too seriously. No, maybe. which is so, true, which is not bad. Yeah. I mean, it. I feel like like the stakes of this compared to like a Superman marrying Lois Lane uh-huh. aren't as high in terms of like I, the impact in terms of history, in terms of comics, these characters, while very popular characters, you know, it like them getting married. Does, I feel like is not as significant. Yeah. yeah. So like, and it makes it, you know, also it's like, you could see, like I enjoy the relationship and I feel like you could have them never get married and just be yeah perpetually together forever. Uh-huh. So, uh, which wouldn't have been bad, but you decide like, Hey, let's try a spin and, and have them get married. And what's that like? Yeah. And I mean, Ali is already somebody that's, you know, he's got a wandering eye. Well, that's what I got from the beginning of this is just basically just like, and then he cheated and then they were fine. But then he cheated again. And I'm like, she's just going to like keep cheating. Like what's going on, which is sort of weird. But this for me, I feel like I know more of I'm like more familiar with this couple mm-hmm. and like the reaction of their friends to be like, whew, that's a terrible idea. But like good luck <laughs> and other and people being like well you know they suit each other because they suit each other's crazy versus like mj and spider-man which like mostly just bum me out because i just feel like they're lying to themselves yeah about what they both want whereas i feel like both of these guys are real upfront about like what they want and what they need and and it's they're like um this is the couple that would go elope in vegas you know and like call their best friends and be like, we're going to Vegas, you know, in six hours, like meet us there, you know? So at least I buy it. Yeah. But I I don't know. Like so much. I don't know. They'd want to do anything as traditional as getting married, but like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. You feel like you kind of, you yeah, I I want to see them do what uh, Amanda Mike did. You know, kind of make it really their own. Mm -hmm. And they did. She basically wore lingerie to her wedding. It's cool. (laughs) <laughs> that's what you, you know, know hey if you've got a you know if you're <laughs> badass well one of the best martial artists in the dc universe you can wear lingerie. you can do it man do you do you live yeah, your life absolutely. but then it ends with them on their wedding night and he's like you know they're both finally gonna get laid which is like good for them and then he just fucking attacks her and tries to kill her and she jams an arrow through his neck and he dies on top of her yep. and then it's like but was it him and she's just crying and it's like that's that's traumatic and i'm like i didn't see that coming that took a turn it did. Which I respect. I like the surprise yeah. element of it. And it leads into a uh, a series after this that that started off strong and kind of petered out. But it was okay. uh, it was a quest to find out what really happened with Oliver and uh, other things that lead along the way. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, out of the four that you read, how would you rank them? Uh, as far as like how much I enjoyed them. Yes. If you had to, if you had to power rank these four. If I had to power rank them by how much I enjoyed them and the feelings they left me with. I would say number one was Superman. 
Number two was uh, Green Arrow, Black Canary. Number three was um, uh, our Teen Titans. And number four was Spider-Man. Interesting. Uh-huh. All right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would... I would Teen go, Titans would be first for you. It would be. I can just, tell. I don't know. There's just something about like, <laughs> that just sticks with me. I was like, wow, it was really cool to see. Maybe it was just when I first read it. I can always stuck with me. The first time I really like a read like a wedding in a comic. Well, yeah. not, not a wedding in a comic, but like a wedding that was just treated as. As normal. Yeah. I get that for you because you're very familiar with these characters. So all you see from them all the time is action. For me, not being familiar with the characters, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, there's so many of them and they just won't shut up and. I want them to do something. That's true. That, I mean, even like going back and rereading this again, there is a lot of dialogue. It's in a that lot Titans. of dialogue. There is. And it wasn't bad. And I like thought their vows were really sweet and nice. Like the way that they did that. I love that convert. I was worth reading for me just for that one page conversation between um, Dick and um, and Bruce. I thought it was cool. I liked, um, I liked, like I said, um, Diana's mom showing up was neat and learning about like all this conversation, learning about Diana's sister was cool two but as far as like ones that i would continue reading that i'd be interested in in pursuing that would be the, the order in which hmm. they would be all right mm-hmm. interesting yeah mm-hmm. i guess you know i do teen titans and then i do superman because he's my guy mm-hmm. uh black canary and then as much as i love spider-man this is just not your cup of tea it's just a really badly done issue <laughs> it, it's just a shame yeah i don't think because i don't think me i don't think i'd be a, against spider-man being married to Mary Jane, There's, even now, yeah. But I just think you just need writers that are willing to write up to that material. Yes. And I feel like so many writers get hamstrung, and uh-huh. it's always interesting to see why. It's like people are, are you you for the most part, many people are the writers can be married or they know married people mm-hmm. in happy functioning marriages. Yeah. Why is it so hard to yeah or like write the relationship you want? Yeah. If if they're going to be married and it's supposed to be a happy marriage, like write the relationship you want, man. You know, as much as you can and still stay true to the characters because the way it is now, it's like he is so just like sad panda. He's so, I feel like self-pitying. Yeah. And he has like no self-esteem. But then he also like wants to be the dominant and doesn't want her to have like to be the popular, powerful one. It's like, well, of course, dude, she's got the confidence. You know what I mean? To be out. So it's like on the one hand. I'm irritated when I'm reading that she's like, maybe I will go to Italy with this stranger or I'll get married in two days. It's fine. But like (laughs) for a fling, but she's like seriously considering it. So I'm like, well, that doesn't make her seem like a very good person. But I'm also just like, why is she with him? Because like, he's kind of a loser. I mean, he's, he's Spider-Man, so he shouldn't be. But like, he doesn't seem like any fun to be around on a day-to-day basis. He has like no self-esteem. Yeah, it's, and now look where Mary Jane Watson's at now. She's running Tony Stark's company in the Iron Man comics. Is that what's happening? Yeah. She's kind of become like the de facto Pepper Potts of Stark Industries. Oh. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I also just shouldn't be so serious about the comic books. But no, no, no. I feel, but like, I feel like the characters are more fully developed in the other ones, so, you know. Because yeah. I feel like that's not... I. I don't feel like anybody should have that attitude. It's like, oh, I, you know, what do you expect from comics? I think we, you this, have this, to. This is a viable art form. We should expect it is. the best. Amen. 
on that note. Yeah. Like, oh, we expect the best. Harump. <laughs> <laughs> Much yes. harumping. <laughs> so, um, I was going to do What's in the Box, but it's like, it's late and we've been recording for a long, holy long cow. time. This is like a, an extended this episode. This is an extended episode. So um, we'll make an announcement. I'll, I'll add a little thing that if people want to skip past my wedding talk, they can skip to a certain a minute uh in in the podcast but i hope you guys enjoyed it yes i know we went off through, oh i will ask you one last question okay. after reading these four uh-huh. would you have preferred to have somebody at, uh storm your wedding storm my storm wedding. your wedding uh seeking revenge i thought you meant storm my wedding like storm would fly in and like oh. make it rain or something <laughs> yeah there you go like, yeah yep. storm my wedding man that's right yeah make it rain inside <laughs> um some villains attack your wedding Somebody that you've wronged in the past to seek in a retribution. Um, I'm going to attack her on her wedding day. I feel like somebody did, and that was you when you critiqued all oh, the food. Oh. No, not at all. Somebody did, however, get... They're not going to listen to this, so I can say it. Somebody did drink too much and go around before the wedding was over. Like People were still being served courses, and they started stealing all the gold dinosaurs that I painted off of all the tables. And then sneakily tried to like roll them in a jacket and leave with them. This was a guest. It was like, mm. yeah. So um, some of those are being sent back to us because I was like, most of them like, okay, the little ones like go, like I knew, you know, people would be taking them, but there were a couple of like kind of big ones that I painted yeah, kind of with the intention of using them here at the house later, like to, as I'm going to like make them into like planters for, I had air plants in my bouquet and I want to put the air plants in the dinosaurs and use them as decor. Okay, Frank, I had plans for that's recycling right. my wedding goods. Well, that's great. And so they like walked off and then I found out about it later and I was like, oh, well, that's tacky. And also though, like, can you send the big ones back? Cause they were kind of expensive. <laughs> and I, so I guess, I mean, but that was, it's like harm, you know what I mean? Harmless fun. I'm, we're very lucky and that we didn't have like a villain at our wedding. No, that's true. Or, or would you like to have that, you know, just like to overcome adversity, to put that villain down in front of everybody? You know what, man? We planned a wedding together at a major venue with like p- potential major problems. And we triumphed with a superhero of a planner named Holly Gray. Like she saved our butts. And what a great superhero name, by the way. Holly Gray. Yeah. Is that an amazing superhero name? I saw her wearing her cape. as she. Was yeah, here. man. She's not her little ring cape. um yeah she was not messing around and so i think honestly we planned a a wedding for you know 150 people and didn't kill each other and still wanted to get married and we're doing okay now you know less than a weekend but we're still doing okay i I like that we're doing okay Uh, we're doing okay like we're (laughs) still we're still good do you know what i mean yeah so um so at the end of the day, like, I think that's the adversity. Like, that's all the adversity I needed was just all of that, you know. Um, and I will say, too, that to each their own. I think, like I said that like nine times, so I don't want to offend anybody. But it's true. You want to elope, elope. But I think <laughs> that uh, you should almost have to have to plan a wedding, even if it's for if you want to if you want to be married, if that's the reward you want, if you want to get married to that person. Even if you don't, if you don't have a budget, if you just do it at a backyard wedding, whatever it is, you should have to plan it in some way, shape, or form because that's how you know if you can deal with stress together, sense. you know? I will do that with uh, my next partner. Great. Perfect. Yeah. Who's going to tell your current partner? 
Well, I'll let you break the news. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. She's too nice. Well, well it's too late. You already it. said to nope. go off and do something else. Nope. That's, I don't think that's even a little bit what I said. I feel like that's what I'm taking away from what you said. Okay, it's, perfect. It's, it's what you didn't say. This that's is speaking volumes. going to go over really poorly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, this was great. Oh, oh, but we also have a review, correct? We have a review. Oh yeah, we do have a review. So this is actually a, this is a really old review and nobody, iTunes didn't notify me that we had a, I'm going to blame iTunes. It didn't notify, notify, didn't notify me that we had a review. So this one is from a a while back, way earlier this year. Um, The name on the reviewer is Pugent, P-O-O-G-E-N-T. Sounds classy. I I like it. it. And he says, I'm such a blast with five stars. I love this podcast. I love the dynamic of the novice and Frank, the expert. It's really funny and thoughtful. And I can't wait to discover more comics with them. I'm a little bit of a novice myself. Isn't that lovely? That is very nice. That made me so happy to read. So thank you so much, um, Pugent. I hope you're still listening and enjoying and you didn't just like give up on us because we were gone for so long. And we also got some suggestions from Jorge out in Panama. Panama. Who, I bet he's yeah. tired of hearing that. So, and, I just, he, and I just did it one time, I don't and I know bet if, he's already tired. I don't know if anybody ever does that. Is that what they're saying? Panama. Yeah. Is that what they're saying? Ba-da-da-da. I don't. I don't know that I ever knew that they. No, I, I just said I imagine that they do, and okay. I imagine if I lived in Panama, and people would always like Panama. I was like, no, please. Great. That's me. Um, well, good one. Jorge in um, in Panama is a relatively new listener, found us on Instagram, and um, he was listening to our episode on Multiversity, and he basically had a couple of suggestions for us. He had a couple different things. Yes. So let us know what you think. Um, so he suggested, because the Justice League movie is on the horizon, he suggested a Rock of Ages from Grant Morrison's run of JLA, uh, and um, he says he considers it a slight percurs- precursor per se to Multiversity. And he sent us a, a fun little thing about uh, how to formulate your own Grant Morrison story, which is fun. He also has a brief list of suggestions. Um, Giant Days, the female-centric slice of life series. Yes. You read that one? I I bought a bunch of those issues mm-hmm. every time uh, uh, IDW does a sale. Uh-huh. So I've got tons of them, but I've not read them yet. Great. But I keep hearing great things about them. Um, Squadron Supreme, which is a miniseries from the mid-'80s. Yes, that would be fun to read, too. It's kind of the... Uh, well, it's Mark Grunewald, and it ha- actually came out before Watchmen did. Okay. And it does some, uh, takes some twists and turns with kind of the Squadron Supreme, were basically like Marvel's kind of analog version of the Justice League. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Great. Um, Kill or Be Killed. If you like that, he says if you like the series Death Note or the TV series Dexter, which I do. Yeah, that's a good. Like Ed that. Baker and Sean Phillips. Oh, I love both of them. Yes. Great. Um, the Immortal Iron Fist, Matt Fraction and Ed Brubaker. He likes Ed Brubaker. I'm yeah. seeing a trend here. And you know, I love Matt Fraction too. And that's a, the art and there's great David Aha. And it really kind of establishes like a really nice exploration of the Iron Fist mythology. Great. And he says, if you want to see a better version of the character than the one from the respective Netflix shows where he's appeared. Ugh, do you agree with for that? For sure. Absolutely. Okay. It's a shame that when you read it, you will read that. Mm-hmm. And see all this cool potential of Iron Fist, and then be disappointed that that is what you got on Netflix. Oof. Okay. Good. Um, the last one is um, Black Sad, and he said, "If you like detective stories, and if like me, you want to get acquainted with European comics." True. Which have you read Black Sad? I have. It is. There's, I want to say four, maybe five volumes. Uh, they're kind of like more like uh, graphic novels for each one of them. Okay. Uh, the art is phenomenal, and it's all anthropomorphized animals. 
Oh, that's like cool. And put it, but you put it into like a hard boiled kind of uh, story. Wow. Well, and it, the art is gorgeous. I will say, Jorge, you, it seems like you have really great taste and you recommended stuff that I feel like I want to, I want to read all of this. This might be the yeah. most, this might be the biggest list of recommendations I've gotten where I'm like, I want to read everything on this list. Big props to Jorge on yeah, this Yeah, thanks so much, Jorge, for those. Done. And I think that at some point we'll probably get around to most or all of these. Is any of those, do they sound particularly exciting to you? Well, I feel like list? I agree with Jorge with the Justice League movie coming up. We should do Rock of Ages. Uh-huh. We've got a little bit of time before that happens. Uh, before Thor comes out, I, 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 I will call an audible to give you some Thor issues that we should talk about. Okay. From one of my favorite runs of Thor. Okay. So, yes. All right. And it's, it's considered a classic by everybody. Okay, you great. You can find them on Marvel Unlimited. We should do it. So we've got Thor and then Hori's recommendation for Justice League. And then any of those two, we've, uh, what, what stands out to you? You want to do like Killer Be Killed? A little hard boiled? I, yeah. I mean, Killer Be Killed sounds cool for me. And, um, I also like the idea of Black Set. That sounds just kind of different and like kind of a little palate cleanser. Yeah. You want to do that? Um, yeah. Let's do, let's do one of those two. And I'm telling you, Jorge, we'll, I'll probably end up reading all of these, even if we don't discuss them on the podcast. I'll, right um and also i don't have um your twitter handle or instagram so please feel free if you want to send me that information we'd love to give you a little shout out other yeah. than just jorge from panama although that's lovely. panama <laughs> he's gonna keep doing it wow. so what are we so what are we doing for uh well, a couple as, why don't we let the person who's just entered a, a blissful union mm. make the final decision mm, okay did you want to discuss thor Next, so that we're prepared for the movie, or do you want to do uh, one of these? I, I mean, I'd like to do one of the recommendations. Yes. So I feel like we should give Hori some love because we could do because because uh, inside you know baseball for uh, novice and po- novice and Frank podcast listeners there uh-huh. is certainly we as you know uh, every time there's a superhero movie coming out we band together with a lot of the other podcasts from the uh, Nerdist School Network. Crossover. Yes. So we'll be doing one for Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. So I figure that's, that's actually we're going to record that November 7th. Coming up soon. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. I mean, hopefully I'll be there. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Yeah. But so. Uh, so we have a little time. Yes, yeah, so we have a little okay, time. So great. we could do one of Hores and then we could do Thor and then we could do something else and then awesome. Justice League. Perfect. Uh, I'm going to narrow it down to Black Side or Killer Be Killed. Is, have you read both of those? I have. Uh, I've only, actually let's read. I've read Black Side, Black Side, but I've only bought the first issue. I bought all the issues so far. Uh-huh. Killer Be Killed, but I've only read the first issue. Okay, great. How many issues are there? I want to say ten. Okay, great. That's doable. I've got my apartments all filled with wedding shit. I got to do some cleaning. Yeah. Uh, cool. So we're gonna take. Uh, we're gonna take your suggestion. Renew Killer Be Killed. Love it. Um, thank you guys as always for, you can tell how excited I get when we get a review. It just like makes my whole week. So thank you for doing that. Um, if you feel so inclined, please subscribe. We have regular issues being released now. They're not all this long. This is just a really, really long one. It's a gigantic, I mean, it's Good been a night. while. It so has been this. a while. We're catching up. So take that Trevor from Nerd School Network. <laughs> Suck it. Yeah. No, Trevor's the best. We love him. Uh, and yeah, please listen to other Nerd School Network podcasts. There's more nerdy ones. We've got Tim Talk. We have Podcasts Two Worlds. It is a Flash-based um, podcast. Um, all different ones. Uh, please feel free to look at those Nerd School Network podcasts. Thank you for your support. Uh, if you want to find me on Instagram, 
you can or twitter i'm uh, at comic book novice you can find both of us if you use the hashtag the novice and frank or email us at the novice and frank at gmail.com which is how jorge got a hold of us with a suggestion where can they find you frank you can find me on twitter and instagram at happy go jackie that's right jackie with an ie with an ie that's right that's right we'll sing For ourselves out <laughs> <laughs> there you go uh Baby, I've been reading some comic books here on the bed. Come to me, we're gonna join the Mile High Club in this plane after we're wed. I'm wearing a weird toga. It's short. Do you like it? I like it, baby. (laughs) It's what I never knew I always wanted. Oh, romance. Hey, I'm the creepy pilot. Do you feel comfortable? (laughs) It just got weird. We won't make it weirder. Thanks for listening to us tonight on The The Novice and Frank. Frank. (laughs) Sorry for my nose snort. (laughs) I couldn't hold it in. Oh.